0: Hello and welcome to Business Standard Podcasts. This is Chessboard. Today is Friday, 24th May, and I'm your host, Ankur Bhadwar. India elected a new government yesterday with the Narendra Modi-led like BJP winning. The massive mandate that the party won is a rarity. The seats in the Lok Sabha that the BJP won is a shocking improvement over its performance in 2014. The BJP won 300 seats, much more than it won last time. The NDA won more than 350 seats. The Congress party and its alliance, UPA, were decimated once again. They failed to touch the three-figure mark in the result. Congress President Rahul Gandhi lost from the family pocket borough of Amiti in Uttar Pradesh to Smriti Irani of the BJP. To discuss this huge mandate, I am joined by my colleagues and Business Standards political editors, Aditi Fadnes and Arches Mohan. I first spoke to Aditi Fadnes. Welcome to the podcast, Aditi. Thank you. So this massive mandate is a little hard to explain. Uh, Is it too early to say that we're perhaps in a a pseudo one-party system now?
1: No, no, I don't think that's accurate at all. There are uh, many states, uh, namely uh, Andhra Pradesh, uh, Punjab, uh, including Tamil Nadu and Kerala, where the BJP has a marginal or no presence uh, in terms of the Lok Sabha representation, so uh, there there are multiple parties. There are uh, parties which in UP which have uh, which represent a pushback for the BJP. So I think it would be wrong to say that there are no challengers to the BJP. They have uh, decreased in number definitely, but I, I'm not seeing a vacuum in the opposition.
0: Uh, in hindsight, perhaps people will say and analysts will write that it was obvious, uh, the, the, uh, the indications were there for everyone to see. But this kind of popularity that Narendra Modi now enjoys, perhaps surpasses anything else that this country has seen before?
1: Well, uh, it still does not touch the, the figure of 400 plus that uh, Rajiv Gandhi got uh, after Indira Gandhi's assassination. Uh, In terms of numbers uh, and in terms of popularity, certainly we had, everyone had predicted that uh, the BJP would return to power. Uh, It's true that the numbers were not uh, very clear and uh, it's also true that the BJP recovered astonishing ground uh, in the last lap, which is uh, the last sort of uh, one or two weeks before the campaign started, uh, particularly after the court. In fact, there are distinct phases. Uh, obviously, this n- more research needs to be done in terms of in by by way of data on how much popularity the BJP garnered before Balakot, Court, after Balakot, Court, after Abinandan's capture, and after his return. Yeah. So, uh, people in India who already believed that Narendra Modi is a person who is somebody uh, out there watching out for India and particularly for the underclasses in India, now got the feeling that there is somebody who is handling security in a, in a fashion that, uh, that is both decisive and is uh, strong and muscular. So uh, I would say that uh, that the fact that Arina Modi was coming back to power was never in doubt. Uh, whether he would get such large numbers, frankly, I think many in the BJP were also taken by surprise.
0: This is the second resounding defeat for the Congress party after being in power for 10 years, in, a, in an alliance, of course. Um, the Congress party uh, party's demise has long been foretold, many say, but then uh, the party continues to be relevant. Do you think this is slightly different and the party will struggle to get out of this mess?
1: You know, I recall the times when the party was completely finished. Uh, It was on its last legs, there was no visible leadership. Uh, Sonia Gandhi continued to stay in in the background and various other people handled the affairs of the party and even at that time, Cassandra's predicted that the Congress will not last. Uh, It will dissolve, it will go to other places and other people will take over the party and uh, But we saw a phoenix-like recovery uh, in 2004 and then again in 2009. So if the Congress can recover from those kind of defeats, uh, it can recover from anything. Uh, You can take the Congress away from the Lok Sabha. You can reduce the numbers, you can drive the numbers down, but you can't take the Congress away from the minds of the people as a political alternative. Uh, And I do not think as analysts or as political activists or as anyone, we should uh, uh, either write off or sneer at uh, a a definite and a very distinct ideology, uh, which the Congress continues to represent till today. The performance of the two parties
0: is also a study in contrast as far as the party's presidents are concerned. So Amit Shah has won an unprecedented win in the party bastion in Gandhinagar, while Rahul Gandhi has lost the family pocket borough of Amethi. Uh, Ami- Amit Shah perhaps might join the government now. Um, where do you think Rahul Gandhi goes from here?
1: Um, there have been worse defeats for the Congress uh, in the past, and. Uh, the Congress has not given up hope. So it's fine if Rahul Gandhi wants, he can resign from the Presidentship, which he took over less than a year ago, and uh, he can go into the wilderness, which is actually running away from the problem. Uh, if he's a true leader, he will stay back and fight. So uh, yes, it's a terrible victory and it's a big setback for the Congress, but I don't know if it's uh, enough reason for the top leadership. To just turn tail and run,
0: but a clean up is in order.
1: Oh, of course, clean up will be in order. A clean up uh, is on the cards. Uh, the Congress has been for a f- for a fairly long time, been in uh, leadership transition. So uh, maybe it is time to make that transition complete. And uh, it's tra- certainly it is time for uh, introspection and for. Uh, an organizational
0: revamp. Now, the BJP uh, has won a spectacular victory once again. It rules over large parts of this country. Uh, it has made inroads in West Bengal. It has made inroads in South India like never before. Um, now the political challenge for the short for the short uh, future, short period, it, it lies completely vanquished. Uh, what are the challenges that the government faces now that it turn, returns to power?
1: Any government which comes to the comes to power on the back of such a spectacular victory has the biggest challenge it faces is how to fulfil the promises it made during the campaign, uh, and how to wriggle out of some of the promises that it made, which it knows it could not fulfil fulfil. I am talking in the last uh, 2014 election, we heard how uh, 15 lakhs in people's bank accounts was just uh, an election jumla, an election promise, which the government never had any intention of fulfilling. This time, it may be a little bit more difficult to get away uh, with that. I am talking particularly of the uh, constitutional amendment provisions which uh, were envisaged, which have been mentioned in the constitution relating to uh, Kashmir.
0: Do you foresee a lot of changes in the cabinet now?
1: There will be a total overhaul of the cabinet as far as I can see. Uh, This is not just because uh, there are, uh, I mean, many people who have just left the cabinet, uh, at least three. uh, One is Arun Jetli who is... uh, Uh, not at all well and uh, is uh, probably not in a position to take up uh, responsibilities that are too onerous. Sushma Swaraj has uh, opted to stay out of the election process, uh, thereby uh, clearly signaling that she is not going to be part of the government. Uh, Uma Bharati has also decided not to st- uh, participate in the election. So these are three straight vacancies. The speaker uh, is uh, has also not contested this election, and she is out. So that's a fourth vacancy. So we have to now see what uh, who fills these vacancies, and of course, uh, the BJP frankly has a problem of plenty. It has won such large numbers. Th- and some victories are so spectacular. Including like Pragya Thakur's, Pragya Thakur's, and uh, also uh, Hans Raj Hans, yeah, who exactly. has uh, won a seat in Delhi with a margin, I understand, of 5.75 lakh votes. Yes. So it will be, and Smriti, Thakus, Smriti Irani has defeated uh, Rahul Gandhi. She will have to be given a post position as well. There is uh, Tejasvi Surya, who is a very bright and upcoming young lawyer, who n- requires to be accommodated. In addition, uh, I uh, remember Arun Jaitley's statement uh, at uh, 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 an awards function, where he said that if the party has to grow uh, its both its ideology and its strength, it needs to uh, induct uh, lateral uh, entrants, yes. uh, which means technocrats and bureaucrats and others. So, uh, I mean, now the BJP is spoiled for choice, but whether it will get the exact talent that a particular ministry or uh, administration needs, we still have to see.
0: Thank you for joining the podcast, Adi. Thank you. Archis Mohan, Business Standards Political Editor, joins us for the podcast. Welcome, Archis. Thank you, Ankur. So, Archis, quite a result yesterday. Very impressive result, Ankur. Uh, so one of the biggest things that we have heard in the last couple of years or at least in the last few months uh, from the BJP has been, has been the kind of noise that it has been making about, about Bengal, for example. In West Bengal, we heard that the BJP was making some strides. It might increase its vote share substantially. But there were some skeptics who said maybe the seats will not increase. Now, BJP has shocked everyone. You know, it has shocked every single survey out there. It has won a 40% vote share it has increased its seat share to 18 uh,
2: bad news for mamta very bad news for mamta and i was one of the, these skeptics who thought that bjp may not get more than 9 or 10 seats primarily because bjp does not have the card strength to t- take people to the polling booth or counter the kind of card strength that mamta has obviously bjp has proved a whole lot of skeptics like me wrong and it has surprised the people of bengal and people of india uh, I think the point here is to look at the panchayat elections, which happened a couple of years back and the kind of allegations of repression that the Mamata government faced, which forced a whole lot of people who were not supporters of Ramul Congress to, to join hands, which meant people who supported the Bharatiya Janta Party, people who have been carders of the left parties, particularly the Communist Party of India, Marxist, and people who have supported uh, the Congress, apart from the areas where Congress is strong. So you would say that it was a kind of a revolt against repression? I would say it was a kind of r- revolt uh, of whoever was against Mamta Banerjee and who w- faced the brunt of Mamta Banerjee's ca- carders against her government.
0: The other big state in India, the state of Uttar Pradesh, BJP had swept the state in nineteen seventy in, in, in two thousand and fourteen. In 2019, everybody assumed that at least the Kathabandhan will, will push push it back uh, strongly, but good
2: Kathabandhan did push it back a bit, but the BJP still managed to kind of sweep the state. So if you look at the arithmetic 2014, it was argued that if SP and BSP were to come together, they are around 42% vote share, even in 2014. And the BJP's vote share in 2014 was 42.3%. Now what has happened is that the SP and BSP vote share has struggled to be around 38-39%. They've dropped a couple of percentage points. But the BJP vote share, which was 42.3% in 2014 and dropped to 37-38% in 2017 assembly elections, has increased to nearly 50%. Now, Now 50% is an unbeatable number. That's a staggering number. I mean, uh, one, one can only say kudos to the BJP to have accomplished this. And it seems to me, uh, and I think you know um, UP as well as I do, uh, a case of counter-consolidation. And you've, we have seen this in Gujarat as well. The BJP under Amit Shah and Mr Modi uh, tries to consolidate a whole lot of castes and a religious group, particularly Hindus, with itself. And if there are castes which are not amenable to the BJP's message, they are kept out. So in Gujarat, you have tribals and Muslims who are kept out of the BJP's consolidation. In Haryana, you have Jats who have been kept out. Similarly, in UP, we we, we see that the Jats, uh, uh, quite a lot of Yadavs, and Muslims have been kept out of this uh, that that consolidation. And there's this counter consolidation of non yadav uh, obcs non jatav dalits and and, and r- rest of the hindus now there was criticism of of
0: some opposition parties p- particularly the congress that maybe they should have struck an alliance in uttar pradesh looking at these numbers a 50% vote share for the bjp in uttar pradesh it
2: seems unlikely that any alliance could have stopped it uh, if you look at the congress vote share i think it's around 6% so theoretically one can argue that you know the, the, the sp bsp uh, alliance with the congress could have re- reached up to 45% but if you look at it carefully uh, a whole lot of the seats the congress vote share collapsed it was 1% 0.2% 0.1% 2% because
0: the muslims probably
2: backed the ghatbandhan candidate exactly candy. that that's my point so so in spite of that kind of consolidation that muslims having clarity that they'll do strategic voting, tactical voting, and will not support the Congress. Despite all of that, the BJP has won. So, yes, you're right. Uh, Similar questions
0: about not having an alliance were raised about Delhi. And Delhi also has seen unprecedented sweep. Uh, The BJP has won the same number of seats, but the vote shares are staggering. I mean, uh, in some cases, they go up to 60-65%. Uh, What explains this? I mean, this is not just uh, the BJP keeping a community out of of a particular social alliance.
2: So, Ankur, yes, you know, the easiest thing, as some people have been arguing, this is the victory of Hindu nationalism. And I completely disagree with that. I, I seriously think that the opposition, the Congress, the Samajbadi Party, they do not have at least at the time being, a credible leadership to take on Mr. Narendra Modi, who is thought to be very credible among the people of this country, particularly the poor. They believe whatever Mr. Modi has promised, he'll deliver that. They believe in his message. They do not believe in, in the, the the similar message if it were to come out of the mouths of Mr. Rahul Gandhi or Mr. Achillesh Yadav or somebody else. So if, if you look at it, uh, a whole lot of opposition leaders and, uh, o- and opposition parties have become, have been decimated. However, there are some who have bugged this trend. And my theory is that wherever that opposition leader still has a connect to the masses, still has credibility, they have won. Whether in Punjab, Amrinder Singh, even in Bengal, I think Mamta Banerjee could put up a good fight, because she's, she still has mass connect. Naveen Patnaik could put up a good fight, because he continues to have mass connect. And I do think that the rest of the opposition leaders w- would probably bide their time. But I think the issues remain the same. They, they, they really need to work harder. Uh,
0: this is an unprecedented uh, mandate. Um, can you remember the last time you saw such a thing?
2: I was very young, but yes, I do remember a bit of 1984. That was a massive, massive mandate. But
0: it happened after the
2: death of the Prime Minister. Exactly. Again, you're right that, you know, that mandate had had a context. Mr. Rajiv Gandhi wasn't the natural leader of the Congress party. Uh, There was a sense of sympathy towards him uh, that Mrs. Gandhi was assassinated. However, this mandate is different. This mandate is for a particular leader. I think the only comparable example is 1971, when Mrs Gandhi won on this wave of Garibi Hatao. When Mrs Gandhi was, uh, you know, from within the Congress, uh, she had to 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 uh, uh, you know b- bring the Congress together after they were splits. Uh, and they were detractors and then even in
0: 1971 the opposition was to a fairly large extent cohesive It was it was co- kind of working together.
2: Yes. Uh, yes, you know, it, it happened in the wake of uh, Ramanur Luya's coinage of anti-congressism and in 1967 there was this experiment of Sanyukh Vidayagdal where for the first time uh, several, several opposition parties including the Socialists uh, the Janasang and, and, and even the communists worked together in some of the states and formed, even if temporary, formed the first ever non-Congress governments after the 1957 uh, government in Kerala of the communists. Uh,
0: thank you for your input, as Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you. So that was this week's episode of The Chessboard. We hope you enjoyed the discussion on the results of the Indian general elections 2019. Join us again next week as we discuss the latest in Indian politics. Subscribe to Business Standard Podcast on Google Podcasts or Spotify for the latest in the world's business, economy, markets, politics and sports. This is your host, Ankur Bhardwaj signing off.